0: If you know anything about online business, then you know that email marketing is absolutely essential to selling your products and growing your income. The problem with email is that sometimes they go to spam or junk folders, and that's super frustrating. What we want to do as online business owners is increase our email deliverability so that these emails show up in people's inboxes and get opened and get clicked on. So in today's episode, I'm sharing with you four ways to increase your email deliverability, which ultimately leads to increasing your income. Let's discuss. episode 116 of the graham cochran show where i'm here to help you build your online business work less and live and give more to the things and people you care about i'm your host graham cochran who else I see you, I hear you, I know you're listening, I know you're watching, and I'm grateful. I love all the comments on YouTube. Thank you for all the kind reviews on Apple Podcasts. It's amazing some of the things you guys have been sharing. You are amazing, and you're the reason why I keep making content, because you keep listening and engaging with it. If, if it was a big fat goose egg, I would probably have to hang up uh, and go do something else, like, I don't know, work at Starbucks or something. I'm, I'm not very skilled in a lot of other things, but I'm glad we can still do this together each and every week. We're going to talk about email because email is so important. I keep beating this drum, but we're going to get really technical. It's very simple and talk about email deliverability. So we're going to niche down with an email. But my friend, if you are just sitting around and you're like, this is great. I'm absorbing all this content, but you know what? I haven't launched my online business yet. What are you freaking waiting for? Launch it. I want to help you, I want to help you launch it fast because I just know that you are going to stall if you don't. And sometimes there's things we know we need to do and we don't do them until we get pushed a little bit. So, I want you to launch your online business in the next 30 days. And to help you do that, I want to give you my 30-day online income jumpstart. It's a simple guide, it's bullet points, it's a PDF that you can just reference. You don't even have to read. You just Skim. You could skim my my guide. I don't care if you just do the stuff in it. It gives you a week by week checklist to go from no audience to making your first few hundred dollars online in the next thirty days. That's it. You can go from nothing to making a few hundred bucks thirty days from now, which is a lot bigger of a deal than it sounds. Five hundred dollars. It might actually change your world. Maybe it won't. But let's say you make five hundred dollars in thirty days. What you will have done in those thirty days is not just made some money, right? Because you can make $500 tomorrow if you find the right person that needs help and you help them. But what you will have done in those four weeks is built the foundation for your online business that will make you more than 500 bucks a month. It'll make you $500,000 a month if you run it right. This is not impossible, but more realistically, my students are going from a few hundred bucks a month to $5,000 a month to $10,000 a month. And then my star students are getting up into the seven figures and beyond, okay? And they're all using the same business model as their foundation, the one that you will build in the next 30 days with my online income jumpstart guide. How cool is that? So you can make some money in 30 days, learn a lot, but more importantly, have built a foundation that you can then build upon, build upon, build upon, and build an awesome business, serve a lot of people, and build an amazing life. It's free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Get my 30-day online income jumpstart guide, grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. All right, let's dive into the content today. Uh, What I hate is writing an amazing email, sending it out into the ether, and then it goes into someone's junk folder, never to be even seen, even to people who want to see it, who want to engage with it, would have opened it, might have clicked on it, disappears. So I hate that. And it's, it's a reality, right? So let's talk about open rates for a second. Because if you're brand new to online business and you're brand new to email marketing and you're thinking, okay, I'm finally listening to Graham's advice. I'm, I'm not obsessed with social media. I'm gonna be obsessed with email marketing because email marketing is what makes you money. Social media doesn't make you money, email does. So I'm finally believing Graham and I'm gonna try it. So I've got a MailChimp or a ConvertKit or better yet, a Kajabi, right? GrahamCochran.com slash Kajabi if you want some free mini courses and a free trial, right? I've got Kajabi set up, and I'm going to collect some email addresses. And so I've got a little bit of an email list. Maybe i got 100 people on my list or 200 people. Amazing. And I want to start emailing them. And then you start to realize, because all these tools, which are great, they give you some stats. You realize not everyone's opening my emails. I thought at least half of them would open the emails. at, At least that. Hopefully 75 80%. Not even half are opening the emails. What the? Well, let me give you some, some context here. Most email lists have an open rate between 5 and 12%. That's It's pathetic. I don't want that for you. But I'm saying most marketing email lists, the Banana Republic, Home Depot, Apple, you know, anybody that's selling you something, you know, Warby Parker, their glasses, whatever it is, like their email open rates are 4 to 12%. The reason is because of a bunch of things we're going to talk about, but also because their emails suck, okay? Their emails are just bad because all they're doing is selling you stuff. That's not what we're doing here. We're building rapport. We're going to do a lot of cool stuff, and we talk about that, but I'm going to get to that in one of our later points. You should be targeting at least 30% open rates, okay? If you can get in the 30s, you're doing something right. If you can get in the 40s or 50s, Tell me what you're doing. I'm going to come learn from you. It's not impossible. And my initial emails in my sequence are usually in the 40s or 50s. But eventually, the people that have been on your list for a while, if you can get a regular open rate in the 30 to 40% range, you are crushing it, my friend. If you're in the high 20s, that's still really good, too. When you dip below 20 and you're in the teens, there's a couple things going on, and we'll address those. But I just wanted to give you some context. Not everyone's going to open your email. So just because you're getting a 35% open rate doesn't mean there's a problem. If you're getting less than 30% open rate, then this episode might be more helpful for you because realistically, most people don't open emails or they don't check their email regularly. So we're not looking for 100%. We're not looking for 50%. Just wanted to give you a target. Shoot for 35%. That'd be amazing. Shoot for 40%. That's incredible. In in the 30 to 40s, and you're great. But if you're getting less than that, these four things might help you. Number one, a thank you page, or an email that goes right out after they opt in with whitelist instructions. What do we mean by whitelist? We just mean some email clients, if not all email clients, Gmail, Outlook, Hotmail. Do you still use Hotmail? AOL, anybody still use it? I don't know. Whatever the email client, right? They have their protections to try to protect you from junk. And so if there's an email that's sent to your email address through one of these platforms, um, and they don't recognize it, they might think it's junk because it's not a friend of yours. It's not someone you've emailed first. So like if you email me directly and I, when I email you back, you're going to get that email. It's not going to go to spam because it says, hey, you emailed Graham. So of course you're going to expect a response from him. But if you're signing up for my list, you, your client may reject my email address. So one thing you can do is on the thank you page, the moment somebody opts in, the page that they're sent to immediately... Um, which is great, or the email they get immediately, but even better, the the thank you page in a lot of regards, because they may not see that email if it goes to spam. You can have some simple instructions saying, hey, here's your freebie, or I just emailed you your freebie, so look for it, which is almost even better, because then they have to go find that email. Make sure you check your spam folder or junk folder. It might be there just in case. Um, But one thing to ensure that you get emails like this and all these other bonuses that I want to send you and free cool stuff is to make sure you whitelist my email or make it Part of your contacts, right? Add me to your contacts. If you're in Gmail, drag it out of your junk folder or your promotional tab or your you know so you know social media tab or whatever. They, they changed Gmail so many times, and pull me into your regular inbox, right? That'll train Gmail to see me as a regular email address. It's different for every platform, so you can either be very specific and say if you use Outlook, do this. If you use Gmail, do this, or you can give some generic like helpful steps to make sure that they're like, oh yeah, I should probably make sure I look for his or her email because it might have gone to junk or spam and I'm going to train my email client to please don't spam full emails from Graham because he's not spam, he's awesome. So a simple whitelist instructions. It could be just a paragraph, it doesn't have to be long. And if you don't know what specifically to do for certain email clients, just Google it or YouTube it if you're on YouTube, Right just how to whitelist Gmail or, or Outlook or any of these things, and you'll have instructions on how to do that. I'm not going to go into the how-to here. That's a technical thing. It's not as important as the concept of just tell them, hey, you know, add me to your contact list or make sure that you tell your email client to look for my emails. Okay, that's number one. Very simple thing you can do, again, either on the thank you page or in the first email you send them so that they get subsequent emails. Number two, and this one is huge, and I didn't do it for the longest time. Scrub your list. Keep your list squeaky clean. What do we mean by that? We mean there's something called lead decay, okay? You get leads that join your list, and they love you, at least initially, because otherwise, why would they join your list? They wanted something from you. But then over time, that list becomes less and less valuable because Those people who maybe were excited about your content a year ago, maybe aren't as excited about it now. Now, that may have nothing to do with you or your content, but for example, people find my stuff on the Recording Revolution probably when they're looking to make their recording sound better. Maybe they're in the middle of an album. Maybe they're songwriting. Maybe they're looking to set up their home studio. They don't know what to buy. So right now, right then and there, they're interested in my content. But two years go by, maybe that was a phase for them. Maybe music recording and production was just fun for a while, but you know what? They got married or they have kids or they got busy or it just wasn't the thing they love doing anymore. It's less interesting to them. It's not me, it's them. It's the whole like, hey, it's not you, it's me kind of thing, right? They They don't need that information anymore, so what happens? They stop opening my emails. So then my open rates go down, which actually hurts my deliverability do you know that the higher your open rates, the more likely your emails will be delivered? Email clients can can tell if your emails are getting opened or not. And if they're not, then they're not gonna they're gonna flag them as spam and all these things can happen. So you want high open rates as high as you possibly can. But again, not everyone's gonna keep opening your emails. It's sad, I know, but they just won't. Your super fans will, but most people aren't super fans. So what you need to do is stop looking at the vanity metrics of how big of an email list you have. That's why it doesn't matter how big your list is. If they're all people that don't open your emails, who cares? If you have 100,000 people on your list, but only 500 open them, that's awful, right? I'd rather have a 500-person email list and all of them open my emails, right? Your deliverability score is gonna go up in general, and then you're never gonna go to spam. That would be amazing. It's the same difference. So I, at one point, was like, get the biggest list possible, biggest list. And I started to even learn about scrubbing your list and all these things I'll tell you about. And I was like, oh, but then my list won't be so big. And then I can't tell people how big my list is. It's just stupid. It's stupid, I know. It's my ego. It's the same reason why people want a big following on TikTok or, or Instagram. It's it's vanity metrics. Neither of those things actually grow your business. Unless you're doing brand deals and people are paying you for your audience size and that's a separate thing. But it's just, it makes you feel good about yourself, which is kind of dumb because what we really want, right, is a business that makes us live a great life, not just. Feel good about ourselves. So, when I got over myself, I started scrubbing my list. What does this mean? You decide what the criteria are, but a helpful way to think about it, and this is the way Kajabi does it, and they have a beautiful filter set up one click, it'll do it for you because they already have pre filtered your emails to these stats, and it's ones that I use. You look at your list and find everyone who hasn't opened an email, a single email of yours in the last 90 days. This is assuming that you send regular emails which you should, at least once a week. If you don't, let's get, let's get there first. But assuming you're sending emails at least weekly, then you can use the filter, like take my list. If I have 5,000 people, how many, you know, Tel Kajabi, how many of my people haven't opened a single email in the last 90 days? And they've been on the list for at least 30 days or 60 days or 90 days or whatever, right? There's a couple of criteria there. They haven't opened a single email in 90 days and they've been on my list for at least 30 days or you could do at least 90 days, whatever you want to do. That's going to highlight the people that literally aren't opening a single one. Because what's more likely happening is your open rate, when it says 30% of the people open your emails, that's not the same 30% every time. Think about that. That's why open rates are misleading. If the people that open your emails only open every other email that you send, you could have 60% of your people opening your emails, but it's only half of them every time, right? This is a hypothetical, but do you see what I'm saying here? A 30% open rate could actually mean 100% of your people engage with your emails, but consistently only 30% open any given week or any given email. That's why we don't know. Open rates don't really mean a ton, shouldn't mean a ton for our ego, other than there's some numbers that are helpful like I gave you early on, but you don't know which of the 30% are people that open at least once a month, or like I said, every other email, or most of your emails, but they didn't open any last two weeks, probably because they were on vacation, or maybe those emails weren't relevant to them. These filters of like, who hasn't opened a single email in 90 days, that's helpful. If someone hasn't opened a single email of yours in 90 days, they probably aren't interested in what you're doing. Now, you might have different criteria, and you might say, look, If they haven't opened a single email in 90 days, I don't mind that because maybe it's been three months and not interested, but they might still be engaged with my content. It just, they're going to come back in a couple months. So for you, if you're not comfortable unsubscribing those people, that's what I do. One click in the filter in Kajabi, it identifies everyone who's been on my list for at least 30 days and hasn't opened an email in in 90 days at all, not a single email. I unsubscribe them. And I do this every six to 12 months. Try to do it every six months, Right. It's hard to see your list size go down, but what you're doing, my friend, is you're you're cutting the bloat, right? These are the people that, especially if you're not on Kajabi, if you're on ConvertKit or MailChimp, you're paying for these people and they're not even opening your emails. Kajabi, you're not paying for them, which is great. It's all built in for free, which I love. But well, I, I was on ConvertKit and I had an email list of 300,000, well, still do, but I moved it to Kajabi. I, I'm paying $2,000 a month, $2,500 a month for this email list, which is worth it if I'm making money off of it. But if half those people aren't opening a single email, why am I paying for those 50% of people? I could probably just unsubscribe, cut my list down to 150K. My ego goes down in half, but hey, my my payment goes down in half. So mm. win some, you lose some. So my whole point is I will just unsubscribe those people every six months. Now, don't worry. In Kajabi, it also excludes people who are paying customers, which they label as members. So it won't unsubscribe somebody who has bought stuff from you but hasn't opened emails in 90 days, it already knows that those people are warm leads. So it's going to ignore people who are members. But in your email client, if you're not using Kajabi, make sure that you exclude customers. So you'll have to have a tag system or automation that does that for you or segmentation that does that for you. But as long if they haven't opened any emails in 90 days, they've been on your list for at least 30 days and they're not a customer, you can get rid of them. Now, if you're uncomfortable with that, you could do a win-back campaign, which is at least identify who those people are. And instead of just giving them the axe like I do, you can send them an email or two or even three. And you can use a creative subject line like, do you hate my guts? Or what did I do to offend you? Or, you know, whatever you want to do, like something they are like, whoa, what is this? Because there might be some people who it's not going to spam, it's going in their inbox, they actually like you but they just haven't opened your emails in a while. And if this gets their attention and they open the email and you say, hey, I've noticed that you haven't really been engaging with my emails or opening them. Or you could say my, my, you know, my customer backend tells me that you haven't opened my emails in a long time. Um, It could be wrong. And maybe you are opening them. Let me know by clicking below to say that you still want to get my emails. And if you don't, click this link and I'll unsubscribe you or whatever. And there might be some people that are like, oh no, I do open your emails. It's just not, registering it for some reason, or, hey, no, I love your emails. I'm sorry I haven't opened them in a while, but I do still want to be on your list. You can give people a chance to be won back, but you can tell them, look, unless you respond to this email or click on this link, I'm going to unsubscribe you next week so I don't bother you because it seems like you don't want my stuff anymore. That's a great technique as well. Send them at least two opportunities in that win back campaign spaced out over a few days with two different subject lines to hopefully get their attention. And you might flag a few people that then you can keep on your list. Either way, scrub your list. Yes, the number will go down, but let me tell you, it will have a better effect on your deliverability. Fewer emails going to spam. Higher open rates, which leads to better deliverability. Again, the open rate is a vanity metric in some regards, but the point of it is that it can help with deliverability, which is what you want. You want your people to get your emails so that they can get your free content and, of course, see your paid stuff and buy. So scrub your list regularly I say every six months number three avoid spammy subject lines okay you you should know this don't don't send stupid emails with stupid subject lines but what I mean more specifically is try to avoid spam trigger words okay there's great resources you can google what what are spam trigger words Words in sub email subject lines. And there's amazing articles that have been done. HubSpot did one, I think. A couple of people have done more. They, they list all the ones that they've seen as spam trigger words, words like free, words like money, um, dollar signs. Uh, like avoid some of these buzzwords. Um, but beyond that, just don't write spammy sounding emails. Now write subject lines that are appealing, that get clicked. You need to get them to click. That's the whole point of a subject line. It's got to be enticing, but enticing doesn't have to mean spammy. So address what people really want. And if you don't know what they really want, then we need to go back to building your business number one, which is research. You got to understand the people you're trying to serve. You got to understand what their problems are, what their desires or hopes or dreams are, and just speak to those things in the emails and be conversational. I did an entire episode on three rules for writing emails that get opened. We talk a lot about subject lines, but just in this context, just avoid spammy subject lines that might trigger spam filters. Again, another plug for Kajabi. One thing I love about it is as you're typing emails in the the email section of Kajabi, a little icon will come up and flag you if it thinks your email subject line is spammy meaning it's just looking for certain words or phrases that it knows trigger spam filters. And that comes on and I go, ooh, for example, I had an email that used to convert well um, and I wanted to give a free mini course during a launch week, my free gift. I think I used my free gift. And they're like, hey, the, the word free is a spam word. So I got rid of the word free, my, my gift to you. So I got rid of the word free. I, I'm sacrificing. It might not be as appealing as having the word free, but if it shows up in more inboxes, I'm happy with that. So that's a great little tool when you're using email in Kajabi. But avoid some of those spam subject lines and keywords and things like that and you should be good. And then number four, the absolute mother of all best way to increase email deliverability, send truly valuable stuff. Send emails that people actually care about. Keep coming back to this. Don't... Business is not a formula. Email marketing is not a formula. There are rules of thumb. There are helpful things that I'm trying to teach you. But at the end of the day, don't, don't think in terms of a formula for like what's going to get this email to be opened and clicked on. Like, Think like a human, okay? I'm assuming you're a human and I'm assuming most of the people on your email list are humans, okay? We are designed to like interacting with humans. We are not designed to like to interact with robots or corporations or marketing executives that are just speaking at you, right? So if you want people to open your emails, engage with your emails, find value in your emails to then get them to wanna open more future emails, then you need to send stuff worth sending. I just got off a call with a brilliant guy on YouTube who's crushing it and he's got an amazing course and he's doing so well and he's a good dude. And we were talking about email and email marketing and he was like, man, I just feel like I'm promoting my course all the time on YouTube and I don't want to promote too much to my list. And we, we talked about it, I was asking him questions and come to find out, you know, he's not really like, he doesn't have a good rhythm yet. And I think he will, doesn't have a good rhythm yet of sending free valuable stuff to his email list weekly so that when he does promote a course or launch something new, it doesn't feel like that's all he's doing. And that, like to him, he's like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like, if I, if He's like, so you're saying you send emails every week to your audience with your free stuff, your latest episode on your podcast, a free video you put together. So they're just opening your emails and expecting free stuff. You're not selling anything even in the email. I'm like, no, I'm just pointing them to the free content. And what that does is build rapport. And hopefully, if you're on my email list, you know this, right? You got, you got an email maybe for this episode. You open it up, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is Graham. Graham sends helpful, actionable, legitimate content every week to my inbox that helps me grow my business. So then, if I pop in your inbox and I'm promoting uh, my course, Automatic Income Academy, or I'm opening the doors to my membership, my Graham's six-figure coaching community. Or a spot opens up in my mastermind, the Epic Mastermind. Or I'm k- promoting Kajabi, that you should sign up for Kajabi using my link. Any of these things that help me with my business and help me grow my income, you're not going to be like, oh, he's always asking for money because you can't ever say that because I'm not. I'm always giving you free, valuable stuff worth opening in your inbox so that when I do promote something, it, like you're like, yeah, I mean, dude, he's got to make a living. Of course. And you don't feel bad about it. And I don't feel bad about it. And it's just fine. And if you buy, great. And if you don't, great. So that comes by looking at email as like, I don't have to sell all the time. In fact, I shouldn't sell all the time. All I got to do is send valuable stuff, right? A couple of episodes ago, we talked about uh, the hard sell versus soft sell emails. And we talked about like the point of selling an email is to just offer stuff. And you can offer free stuff. Like You're always just offering value. Everything you send should be valuable. Some of it's going to be free. In fact, most of it should be free. And then when you pop in and sell, it feels like a natural next step. So if you find that all you're sending are promotional emails for a flash sale or a course or a launch or an affiliate product you're promoting, if you find that that's even 50% of the emails you send... Let's dial that ratio back. Let's get an 80-20 balance of 80% free stuff, 20% pitching, right? So if that means three weeks out of the month, it's free stuff, and one week out of the month you pitch, that's fine. I wouldn't do any more than that. On the Recording Revolution business, that's the rhythm we're at. Free content, free content, free content, and then usually one of those weeks, we're promoting a course, we're doing a paid workshop, we're opening up a, a community. We're doing some kind of sale. But it's content, 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 pitch, right? So that's that's a 75, 25, depending on how many weeks are in the month. But 80-20 rule for pitching, right? 80% free, 20% pitch. With this business, I don't have that many products in my product suite yet. It's a newer business. And I don't even know if I will have that many products. It's just a little bit different. The way I'm doing things over here is the way it's fallen. So I don't pitch every month. So there's actually a bigger gap between my free stuff and when I pitch. And it works great. I build rapport. I build trust. I send valuable stuff. That helps people open my emails, which helps me with email deliverability. And then it helps me convert when I sell because they know I only send valuable stuff. Make sense? So here you go. Create whitelist instructions on your thank you page or that first email that you send to train them to... Pull you out of spam and train their email client to mark you as a friendly contact and not spam or junk or promotional stuff. Two, scrub your list every six months, right? Get rid of the people that aren't opening your emails, haven't opened a single email in the last 90 days. Three, avoid spammy subject lines, keywords that will trigger those spam triggers. And four, just send truly valuable stuff. Be a human sending something valuable to another human. Respect their inbox, respect their time, Respect their, in, their intelligence, right? They're intelligent people who have signed up for your email list. So treat them with intelligence and respect and you'll be rewarded for it. That's it. So question for you is, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment below. Which one of these do you need to implement right away? Maybe you're already doing a couple of them. Maybe you aren't doing any of them. But what's the one that you're like, dude, I need to do that. Leave me a comment below. The video, let me know which one it is. And if you need that push to launch your business this month in the next 30 days, get my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. It's free. It's awesome. It's just a simple four-week checklist to get you from no audience or where you are to launching and making money in the next 30 days. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can click below this video and grab it. I hope that helps. Hope you're staying healthy and safe. I'll see you on another episode real soon.